Welcome to the Cone Zone, where the Cones, Grant and Lowell, pair a feast. Dad, <laughs> the Niners lost this week. You watched, but we thought they were going to win, so I guess we have to recalibrate our thinking. How are you? Yeah, I, I'm fine. Hi, everybody. I wrote uh, before the game that the Niners were going to murder the Bears. Mm -hmm. So, God, I hope no one bet on what I said. But yeah, um, I think we got some really good topics today. Let's dive into them. Let's dive right in. The first thing is that, okay, so everyone expected the Niners to win. People were saying, what if they lose? What if they lose? Okay, they lost. And a lot of people are second-guessing Kyle Shanahan's choice to go with Trey Lance. Chris Sims, in particular, says he knows for a fact that certain players on this team want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the starter. Let's hear directly from Chris. Hold on. Okay. Boom. They are a Super Bowl football team. And... I you to do justice to your organization, your fan base, and more importantly to your football team, the guys in the locker room. That's you got to play the best players, and I think there's guys. You know, I've heard the grapevine. There's, there's guys in that locker room that go, "Jimmy G's the best player." I know he's proven it. How would you say different? I know. I don't want to call people out here, but I've heard from people that I know around the NFL that go, "Yeah, there's some prominent people in the 49ers locker room that go." Jimmy Garoppolo's better. better. Okay. okay. So, so that's, that's that's a real, real thing, thing on the offensive side. Well, maybe, but I'm not silly. Okay. okay. So, but, but either way, way yes, I think that the leash has to be short. short. You know, I, I don't think we can wait till game six and let's be two and the 49ers be two and four and be like, now let's do it. It might have to be week three. Okay. That's his opinion. But the rest is him reporting. What did you think of what Chris Sims said? Okay. I want to be real clear. Because you got to remember, I'm a journalist. He said, I heard it from the grapevine. Yep. Right. right. Remember Marvin Gaye's song, I Heard It Through the Grapevine? Yeah. Just about to lose his mind. Just about to lose his mind. In addition, it's clear he did not talk to any players. Yes. He heard it from sources around the league. Yes. So he's at least twice removed. Yes. Having said that, there may be something truthful in what he said. He also didn't say after the game, they said, he shouldn't, no. right? No, he right. Said he's heard it. So there's there's a lot of softness in what he said. Correct. And if it, if he had it more solid, he would make it more solid when he said it. Absolutely. Yes. And what he was trying to do, everybody's trying to get in on this story, Iggy, and make a big statement and, and right. ride the coattails of the story. Correct. Let's give Sims credit. Let's say he kind of knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's all yeah. I'll give him. He kind of yeah. knows. My feeling is... He's full of crap. Yeah. Not that he's lying, but yeah. his opinion. Yeah. It is way too soon to make any change. Yes. This team is committed to the kid quarterback. Mm -hmm. For Sims to say that is wrong and irresponsible. Yes. In addition, Trey Lance did not lose that game for the 49ers. No. So for him to be talking about changing quarterbacks after 60 minutes – I want to laugh in his face, Iggy. Yeah, I want to laugh in his face too. I mean, for him to take a soft nugget of uh, information and then take it the next leap saying this is a must-win game for Trey Lance, it makes it almost feel like he has uh, a bias. Yeah. Like a bias. Like he's sort of expecting this to happen, wants it to happen, thinks – maybe he thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Trey Lance. Yeah. That's what maybe it sounds like. He thinks – or maybe he has a source – in the organization he talks to. Now, he's friends with Shanahan, right? Yes. But 
I don't believe Shanahan would say that. Even no, he said he didn't talk to Shanahan. No. He said he didn't talk to Shanahan. No. And he Shanahan. says he heard from a player, not a coach. But he didn't talk to the no. player. He knows no. someone who did talk to the player. Right. That's that's like very telephone. Weak. Yeah. That's weak. That's you know weak. what? That's not even a source. So my opinion is, we'll get to Trey Lance later, Iggy. But yeah. my opinion is, he he could have done better, and we'll talk about that. He also did some very nice things, yeah. and they were able to do things in their offense they could never do with Jimmy. If anybody thinks that Jimmy is the magic bullet, they're dreaming yeah. because he's never been one before. So this report is ah going to Macbeth, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Yes, but it's interesting because how does Trey Lance take it? Maybe Trey Lance was worried about this. Maybe he doesn't know if it's true or not. Maybe he doesn't know if which player it could be. There could be so many questions, and I want to show something. A lot of uh, Trey Lance played very hard in this game that they lost. Took sacks, scrambled a lot, got hit a lot, and there were a lot of like clips, viral moments of the Niners not helping him up. I have one right here. This was the first sack of the game. They were in field goal range. Let's watch it. Watch McGlinchey run away and Trey, uh, Trent Williams just walk away. And let's watch it from the other angle. So you can really see that it's McGlinchey who gets beat. And he looks at him like, hey, man, that's your fault. You should have got out of the way. And it's not my job to help you up. The two tackles. And so if this happens to you as a quarterback, you might just believe what Chris Sims is saying. McGlinchey in particular on, on the left gets beat to the inside just instantly. That guy throws down Trey hard. McGlinchey looks at him and says, I'm out of here. And Trent Williams says, you know, I'm out of here too. And your point is, ordinarily, they would help him up. Absolutely. absolutely, freaking lutely And the right. fact that they didn't, is Trey thinking, what? Are these guys not behind me 100%? Is, my, is McGlinchey talking to Chris Sims? Is, who is it? I don't know. It, it could drive you crazy. It might drive you're, me crazy. You're, this is a much stronger point than what Chris Sims brought. Yes. The yes. idea that they just left him on the ground and walked off. Because you can believe they would have helped up Jimmy. They literally would have extended a hand. I think they literally would have, yes. And so, in fact, I've literally seen McGlinchey literally do it for, for Jimmy Garoppolo in the past. So, this is Iggy, we can't know for sure what it means, but what's a, a hypothesis? You're not one of us. Yeah, I love it. You're not one of us. I don't know why you're the quarterback. You're not my quarterback. My quarterback's yes. over there. We went to the Super Bowl together. I love that man. And, you know, Jimmy's done a lot for some of these players. Think about it. Like, Jimmy got Kittle and Debo paid by featuring them and forcing them the ball. And those guys are, have made a lot of money. And maybe they feel like, you know, I can't just turn my back. He's on the team. He got me. I don't know. if Jordan, I don't have any on-field relationship with Trey Lance. It could be business. I have no idea who's who feels what. But from Trey's perspective, he might feel like, man, I'm an outsider here. They won't even help me up. They don't want me. They want Jimmy. The coaches want me. But these guys don't really seem to show it. It's, it'd be tough. So, and so the, the worry is, what's the real worry? That they won't be nice to Trey in the locker room. Who cares? The worry is they won't play hard for him. Right. Okay. Right. That's, they don't believe let's in him. isolate right. the issue. Yeah. I thought they played hard for him. Yep. I agree. Now, McGlinchey got beat on that play, but McGlinchey got beat when Jimmy was playing. Right, he's a better run blocker than pass defender, quarterback defender. Right. He's not great at it, but the fact that he screwed up and walked off his bed. But the question is, and this is you'd know better than me, Iggy. Will they play hard 
when they're on the field with Trey Lance. I think they will. I think they did. I think they, the defense played too hard. They were hitting after the whistle and stuff. <laughs> I'm talking about the offense guy. The offense was running the hell out of the ball. It just, yeah, yeah I think they played hard. So even if they don't like Trey Lance, Good point. and even if they hurt his feelings, okay, yeah. this isn't elementary school. Right, right. They don't have to like him. Yep. The only issue is will yep. they play their asses off for him. And so far, what I see is they're doing that. So I think Chris Sims is just blowing a lot of hot air. Mm-hmm. I know that you have some relationship with him and you like him. He's a nice guy. But I'm just questioning him now. And the fact that they walked off the field was not nice. It's not a nice world, Iggy. True. true. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. It's not a nice world. And you said they just have to play hard for him. Yeah. That's true. And also, if they think Jimmy Garoppolo is better, who cares? No one asked their opinion. Like The coaches aren't going, to, hey, Mike, who do you think we should start at quarter? Just play. You can have an opinion. You can have an opinion. You can be, this is this is unfair, and Jimmy should start. Okay, great. You know, did you say it? Are you done? Did you get out of your system? Okay, now go play football for Trey. Yeah. That's and, your job. And, and Kyle is not going to go to McGlinchey and say, you know, you really should have helped him up. Yeah. You know, what his feelings. Yeah. This isn't like that. It is. This Mike, is uh, Let's talk about if you want Jimmy. Let's talk it out. Come on, let's have a conversation. I want to hear your thoughts. You can hear my no. It's like, dude, okay, you disagree with me. I don't care. You play right tackle. I'll make the decisions. That's the chain of command. It's like the army. There's yeah. a chain of command. You play so, tight end. Yeah. And if you screw up, McGlinchey, you got someone else. Yeah. We Debo, if you don't have a connection with 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 uh, Trey Lance, and and you're gonna have fourteen. Receiving yards on eight targets. We'll give your eight targets to Brandon Ayuk because Brandon Ayuk's all in. Yeah. You know? So what I'm saying, Iggy, is this story about – it's unbelievable. This story about Trey Lance is like the biggest story in football. It's Yeah, and everyone wants a piece. And Chris Sims wanted a piece. And it's – you know, think of it. Here's what I think of it. It's Thanksgiving. Yes. And you have this big turkey, but it's now just a carcass. You know what I mean? There's yes. a little tiny skin left and maybe yep. a little piece of meat. And they're still fighting over the carcass. That's right. No, I got it. I saw you a little piece of meat. Oh, that. <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's just a bone. It's just Joseph, a bone. It's, it's, Joseph says it's despicable how media overreacts to Trey when the D clearly gave the game in key third down penalties. Trey competes while the linemen deplete. You know, I think you got it right, Dad. Everyone just wants a piece of the story. And the juiciest way to approach it is Trey sucks. Yeah. Trey sucks. I've seen him play three times. I'm a genius. I know he's not good enough. Like, okay, that's okay. Yes, that's what everyone tries to do. We've got one more from, here we go. Roberto. Roberto Hardy says if Jimmy G played, the Niners would be 1-0. <laughs> uh, let me that's tell funny. you. R- R- that was good. Well, Roberto, thank you for your comment. Yes, thank you. And for your um, donation. I appreciate it. If Jimmy G played, they'd be 0-1. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Let's let's ask, let's ask it this way. After watching Week One, you watch the game. Do you think Trey Lance, or do you want to ask me? Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Okay. I got my cheat sheet here, guys. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Is after watching Trey Lance for one game, is he where he needs to be as a quarterback? Grant, as a football Ooh. player, is he where he needs to be? Um, no. Uh, but I think he's close. I don't think he's close to being as good as he, as he could be in the future, but 
what he needs to be uh, for this team is he needs to improve the run game. I think he has. He needs to improve the third down offense. So far, they were really good on third down this game. Uh, they're ninth and third down offense so far. The off- the passing game needs to be at least as good as it was last year, and he needs to not turn the ball over and lose the game. I think he's showing that he can do those things. But he didn't play last year. He didn't play in the preseason, and there's going to be a f- like side effects of that. You saw with the interception he threw in the fourth quarter. Maybe you could get away with that throw in Division II football, but you don't really, he doesn't really have a feel for how quickly good safeties break on passes. And you get that feel playing quarterback for a year as a rookie, right? Like uh, Peyton Manning threw 28 picks his rookie year. He learned, okay, that's this is how fast, this is the speed of the game in the NFL. Trey doesn't really know yet. So he's going to have moments where he makes mistakes because he didn't play. And so I guess he's close. I think the things they expect him to do this year, he's doing, but he's also going to have these moments where, oh, actually they're losing to the Bears. And he now he needs to pass, pass, pass. And it's like, oh, well, he hasn't done this before. This is a work in progress. So close, but no. He did have a 50 passer rating, which is really not very good. No. Can I? He had an 85 passer rating the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, it was really raining very freaking hard. All right. Fair enough. Yes. Let me say this in the yeah. positive. He brings things, and this is obvious to the offense that Jimmy couldn't. The run, he can yeah. run, yeah. and he's tough. He can run. Yeah. He can throw the deep ball. In fact, he throws a deep ball better than the short stuff over yeah. the middle, which Jimmy was good at. Yeah. But it opens up the offense, and in that regard, opens up receivers and and running backs. So that's really good. He's inconsistent, Iggy. Passes yeah. to the flat. Um, stuff that Jimmy could do actually easily, he has trouble with. So he's inconsistent. Now, my question is, if he's not quite where he needs to be, one assumes he'll be there by game eight or game nine. Um, The problem is, this is a Super Bowl team, and other players on the team, I haven't talked to any of them, say, we may be giving away games because this kid has a learning curve and we know that Jimmy doesn't have a learning curve. And Iggy, that's a legitimate gripe. It's a legitimate, I want to finish. It's a legitimate worry. But I blame Kyle. Again, he had ample opportunity to play this kid last season, to bring him into games for a series, two series, to make packages for him. Bill Walsh would have done it. Um, and he didn't do it. And Iggy, all through the preseason, I kept saying, you got to play Trey Lance more. You got to Iggy in the second preseason game. Did he play at all? No, no. Um, are you kidding me? Kyle, I understand you're worried about uh, injuries and stuff. This is football. People get hurt. This kid is inconsistent. He's an improvement, I believe, over Jimmy, but he's not where he needs to be. And he could have been. Could and he could have satisfied certain veterans by having him season ready game one. And I don't think he'll be season ready for a few, for several more games. That's what I think, Iggy. I disagree. I actually want to give him more credit. You said he's good at running and throwing deep. He's better than that. He does more good things. It's not just that. Like if we're talking about his shot chart or his spray chart on the field, it's about what Kyle calls. He's also good at throwing outside the numbers anywhere. He throws the out route nice. Like he had one to uh, Ayuk on third and three to the left. That was a perfect strike. The Ayuk got called for offensive pass interference. 
whatever. It was a perfect strike. And then the next one, he ran for a first down. He can throw outside and deep. He just, you don't want him throwing short over the middle right now. And that's okay. Kyle has to figure that out. If he doesn't call so many, if he doesn't call so many passes over the middle, there's more than enough to work with. There's more than enough to work with outside, short, intermediate, and long, and deep over the middle and the run game. And Kyle just has to figure that out. He had it all down. The plan was good in the first half. He avoided those throws. The uh, Trey was didn't turn the ball over and the offense was moving. In the second half, they lost their running back. Kyle didn't adjust on his feet and just went back to the old offense, which is terrible. You can't do that. Which you have to embrace the new player. You can't just go back to the old stuff when you get nervous. Iggy, I've noticed uh, over several seasons, Kyle Shanahan is better when he with the scripted plays. When he runs out of the script, he's not as uh, nimble mentally as he is when he has the script. Have you noticed that? Yes. I mean, I think this, yes, and this was a great example week one. Week one, the game plan was perfect. When he did throw, it was outside or deep down the field outside, guys going across the middle but catching it near the sideline. I mean, it was all perfect. And then you lost your running back. So Kyle freaked out. Okay, I can't run the ball. Now play action isn't going to work as well. Uh, now I got to start. Now I got to go back to our old offense. Well, you might as well bring in Jimmy if that's what you're going to do. Because that's the one thing you can't do with Trey. I think about it almost like as a basketball player. Jimmy is the guy who can get to the rim and shoot mid-range jumpers, but he has no three-point shot. Trey is the guy who can get to the rim and shoot threes, but doesn't have a mid-range game. You don't ask him to shoot mid-range jumpers. There's, I mean, LeBron doesn't have a mid-range game. Like, there's so much you can do in between without asking him to do the stuff he can't do. And that's on Kyle. I think we, we should, Trey's shown that he can do enough for this offense to, for this team to go where it needs to go with that defense. That's all I'm saying. Um, do you disagree with me when I say that Trey Lance is a little inconsistent? He's a little inconsistent, but so is Jimmy. Like, here's, <laughs> the, way I, here's the way I look at it. Like, you're saying he's not a, an elite quarterback yet because elite quarterbacks are, are consistent. No, he's not. And if, if the Niners had an elite quarterback, we wouldn't be talking about this, but what, what they have is a great defense, a run game, and two quarterbacks. And to win a Super Bowl without a great quarterback, you need a great defense and a great run game. And they don't have a great run game with Jimmy Garoppolo. They have a great run game with Trey. It doesn't mean they'll win the Super Bowl, but I think they have a better chance with Trey than with Jimmy. I do. You, I, I, it's interesting to hear you. You're a little more sold on Trey Lance than I am, which is fine. I keep losing bets to you. By the way, I, ha uh, I have the bottle of wine here that I lost on the on the Jimmy bet, and uh, I ought to bring it over so next week you can show the two bottles of wine I I lost to you, and they're great. Um, anyway, but you are a little more sold on Trey Lance than I am. Um, you, I think, part of the reason is. You were there in training camp, and I, I sit in the house and look out the window. So I didn't see him in training camp, and you did. And that was was important for you. Yeah. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think it's like – what are, I'm, I'm sitting here being like, what are people missing? This guy's a pro bowler. Like, no, not at all. He's definitely inconsistent. There are specific ways you, you, you need to use him. I, I'm saying don't throw over the middle with him. That's a limitation. It can't be like that two years from now. But right now, you have to understand his strengths and weaknesses and play to his strengths, just like they did with Jimmy. Jimmy can't throw deep. Jimmy can't move. Jimmy can't throw outside the numbers. So Kyle learned all that and erased it from his offense. Do that for – embrace embrace re, uh, okay. present. So embrace if, the present. So if they embrace the essential tray, yes. is this a team that can go deep in the playoffs? It's a team that can win the Super Bowl. It's the okay. same. Let me explain. So this is the Niners. Okay. They have a great defense. They have this run game, but 
teams want to shut down the run game. They know it. They got to put the game in, in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. So we're going to put an eight man box. Garoppolo's hands, Trey Lance's hands. But let me just explain why yes. they're here. Okay. We got to run the ball. Jimmy's our quarterback. We're going to put eight in the box. Jimmy can't make you pay. We can't make you right. Eight in the box, throw deep, do something. Jimmy won't do it. So you keep throwing passes into this congested area. We saw what happened. They didn't win the Super Bowl. Theoretically with Trey, if you have an eight man box against Trey, he's just going to take shots down the field and hit a lot of them. And if the defense eventually says, okay, fine, you're hitting these deep shots. We're going to play two deep safeties and well, they'll run for 300 yards. That's how the Seahawks won the Super Bowl 10 years ago. It can be done. No, the Niners have to make you play for trying to take away their run game. And Jimmy couldn't do it. Trey can. He did it three times in this game. He was three for four on deep throws. It, it works. It's going to work as long as the whole team doesn't fall apart. Elijah Mitchell getting hurt really, really didn't help. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. Okay. Is the offense where it needs to be, yes or no, and why or why not? The offense, no. excluding the quarterback. Yeah, no, but it's close. It's really close. They lost Elijah Mitchell. When Elijah Mitchell was healthy in the first half, they averaged 6.4 yards per carry. Offense was looking great. He went down, and then Kyle, again, didn't adjust well in his feet. He went to the guy he trusts, Jeff Wilson Jr., who tore his meniscus last year and hasn't been the same. But he trusts Jeff Wilson. The other option was undrafted rookie free agent Jordan Mason, who hasn't played yet. And Jeff Wilson had 22 yards on nine carries. So, Kyle, again, Kyle has to embrace his new players. You just drafted a running back in round three. Wasn't even active for this game. Got to be active in this game. You just had Jordan Mason was one of the stars of the preseason. Give him a chance. Don't just go with the guy because you know him and you trust him. I mean, he's not the same player he used to be. Once Kyle figures out the right running back, I think this offense is going to be really good. And I think he's going to figure it out like today. I think he's going to figure it out right now. I understand. Yeah. You've been very critical of the offensive line. How did they do in the game? They ran the ball well. Pass protection's an issue. You saw what Mike McGlinchey did. But again, this team, their, their script is don't pass. Run the ball as much as possible because the defense is the best in the league. And if the defense isn't committing a bunch of penalties, they're the best in the league. So I think the, the formula works. We saw it work in the first half especially. Iggy, how many points did they score in the first half? They scored 10. That's not a lot of points. That's now, true. Debo did fumble. Debo fumbled. That was a big one. That should have been three or seven right there. Trey Lance missed a deep throw. That would have been another one. Um, they got to get better at scoring. But if they're moving the ball at an above average rate, got to figure the points will come, especially when Kyle gets a better feel for using his players this year. He's got a real good feel from the team last year, but it took him last year. Even last year, it took him half, se half a season to figure out how to use that team to yes. his best, yes. right? That's yes. what I'm saying with him. Like, okay, like, can we speed up that process a little bit this year? Okay. Yes. Let me ask you this. Um, is the defense where it needs to be, yes or no, why or why not? No, but it's close. I mean, it's the number one ranked defense in the league right now, even despite giving up those points in yards. It's the number one ranked defense in the league. But, and it's, I think they gave up 68 yards in the first half. Two things. The penalties have been an issue for this defense since last year. And I don't know if it's D'Amico, who's too buddy-buddy with the players, or Kyle, but someone needs to step in and say, this has been an issue for like two years now. we got to stop. We're too good. It's not the rookies. It's everyone. It's vets. It's leaders. It's highly paid players. It's not It's uh, not okay, the penalties. And then also, two sacks against the Bears? Two? That can't happen. And it's like, to me, D'Amico's a little too reliant on his pass rush. Yeah, it's a great pass rush, but what if it's not – 
getting home that day. You got to call blitzes. You can't just wait. I remember one of the things that made Robert Sala hit, hit uh, head coach, got him on people's radar, was his blitzes. He was really good at blitzing. He was. He, I remember one time he uh, sacked Baker Mayfield a bunch of times, and the next day he caught me in the hallway and said, did you see what I did? Did you see what I did? I was like, no, what are you, talk, you talking about? And he goes, well, on this one third down, I put Buckner right next to the center, okay? And that I, that way I knew the center was going to have to slide towards Buckner because it's DeForest freaking Buckner. And then I brought pressure off the other side, knowing they wouldn't have enough guys to block it. I was like, oh, wow. This guy's really smart and proud of his blitzes. And I could see like he really puts a lot of uh, passion and creativity into that stuff. I'm sure D'Amico does too, so show it, man. You can't have a game with two sacks. Also, though, Iggy, you can't have a game – with the defense really fell apart in the second half. And that, and what was, it, it, it was unforced errors. Yes. And yes. so um, somebody has to be held accountable for that and has to make the players more disciplined. Yes. It's either the head coach or the defensive coordinator. But anyway, Iggy, I would say the defense is not where it's supposed to be because it's a whole game. It's yeah. not a half. Yeah. It's, I mean, it has the potential to be delete, uh, elite, but you, like you said, discipline. Where's the discipline? For example, the f like they were just killing the Bears. The Bears had no points. And then all of a sudden there was that 51-yard touchdown pass to Dante Pettis. Talanoa Hufunga, who'd had a great game, was playing zone coverage. Uh, what's, field starts to scramble. Everyone on the defense finds someone to, find someone to cover, right? Talanoa runs like... 40 yards across the field to try to tackle Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, instead of covering Dante Pettis, who was wide open, Justin Fields just trying not disciplined, being a hero, trying to do too much. What the heck was that? So yeah, I, I would have to agree. Someone has to and all those all those hits after the after the whistle, all those 15-yard penalties, that's ridiculous. Can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Iggy, uh, uh, for me, uh, uh, boxing is always the metaphor that helps yeah. me understand life and sports. And I want to tell you what this game was. In all the thousands of fights I've watched, boxing, not MMA, you sometimes have a, 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 a fight with a fast boxer, mm -hmm. very glamorous, mm -hmm. jab, move, all that, against a plotter, mm -hmm. a plotter. Mm -hmm. And the, the fast boxer wins the first four or five rounds because the plotter can't get up to him. Mm -hmm. But eventually he does, and he knocks him out. Mm -hmm. And the plotter wins. Mm -hmm. And in this case, the fancy dancy was the Niners, especially in the first half. And in the second half, the plotter came and knocked them out. And knocked okay. them out. Okay. Okay. That's a very great, good metaphor. Here's the way I see it. Kyle, as a head coach, has proven he cannot get his teams ready for week one. Two and four in week one. This always happens. But then week two, he's four and one. So maybe what Kyle does is he, you know, he doesn't play his guys in preseason. His training camps are light and then his guys aren't ready. And then, you know, what, what coaches do now, this is a great week for Kyle. Now he can be hard on his players. See what I'm saying? See what I was saying? All those things that I said that if you did, they would. now he can get their attention Four and one on week. He's going to kill the Seahawks this week. I know we're going to talk about that, but they're well, going to, you know what? Really let's change our order. Let's do yeah. the game. And then the other one as a bonus topic. Let's do it. Okay. Yes. Um, you, do, who do you think is going to win, the Seahawks or the Niners? The Niners. I do too. The Niners. 
I'm by the way, I'm scared to say it. Oh my god, what the Niners are going to do to the Seahawks team? And I we said it last week, but forget the offense. Okay, this is a defense team. The defense played great for a half and then embarrassed itself against the Bears. Okay, Nick Bosa embarrassed Fred Warner, all these great players. They're not going to do that two weeks in a row against C against Geno Smith. It's not going to happen. They're going to sack Geno Smith 1400 times in this game. Roughly, roughly not going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't think Geno Smith will do well against no. them. I don't think that the Seahawks will run against them. No. Um, uh, I think they will, he will figure out his running back Shanahan uh, he will really use Trey Lance well. And I think the Niners will have their way with the Seahawks. Plus, it's a home game. Now, I said the Niners would murder the Bears. And then I had to write, no, they committed suicide. I'm gonna, I did. I had to write that. But I'm going to say they're going to murder the Seahawks. Iggy, I want to tell you a story. And it involves Greg Papa. Yes. So I, will, I have a request. Yes. I don't want you to talk. Just Lowell. No comments at all from you. So I want to give you a little background on Greg. It's it, it's something he said yesterday, and it, it comes back to the Seattle game. I don't want people saying, hey, Greg, did you hear what Lowell said about you, blah, blah, blah. I know Greg Papa very well. You you may remember that he we had a show on NBC Sports Bay Area for years, and Greg was the host, and I was a guest once a week. So I know Greg professionally very well. We would talk during commercials and we would talk around the studio. Um, and I like him very much. Um, Barry Tompkins, who's a great national announcer, has told me that Greg is better prepared than just about anyone who is, is a play-by-play for football. And I really trust uh, Barry. Um, in addition, I could say that Greg and I are friendly. We're not friends, but we're friendly. And we once did socialize. A, a, a guy in uh, San Ramon or someplace had a great wine collection. And Greg came to wine taste with um, Gary St. Jean. And I came with Marty Lurie. And boy, did the four of us have fun and really got along. And the wine was so good. <laughs> Thank God Marty was drying, driving. He had a lead me to the car because I was staggering. It was so much fun. Okay. That's the background on Greg Papa and Lowell Cohn. Greg said yesterday on the radio that he's really surprised that Troy Aikman got this job on Monday Night Football and is making quite a bit of money. And his particular criticism was, I never learn anything from Greg Papa. I'm sorry, from Greg said, I never learn anything from Troy Aikman. And I was thinking about it when I watched the game last night because I take Greg very seriously. And I was thinking, am I learning anything from Troy Aikman? Well, early in the game when Geno Smith was doing very well, at, at one point he dropped back very far to pass. And he drops back far to get away from the pressure. And because he has a cannon, he can throw far. And I'm thinking, boy, look at him. That's good. Aikman said, that's a problem because when you get a backside rush, you got to move into the pocket to protect yourself. He's going to get sacked eventually. And he did. He got sacked because every quarterback learns to move forward into the pocket. He does not do it and he's never done it. So Greg, I really admire you, but I think you might want to reconsider about Aikman because he pointed out that Geno Smith makes a fundamental mistake. And if you, if 
Aikman noticed it. D'Amico Ryan's noticed it. And they're going to murder Geno Smith because he's going to be standing there and not moving forward. Was that too much uh, for, to make the point? That was nothing. That was no shot at, at uh, Greg Papa at all. That was just a. I I disagree with your assessment. And I, I want to say I I was I noticed that about what Aikman said as well. He said it. I noticed it. I thought that was great insight. And you know who does step up in the pocket? It's one of the reasons I like this quarterback, Trey Lance. He certainly does. Trey Lance he learned it right away. Yes. So I like that about him. I saw that with Geno. Nick Bosa is going to have three or four sacks in this game. He should. The thing you said is, will the you said the Niners are going to murder the Seahawks. Let's, let's hold. Let's hold off on that. You, you pointed it. This this Niner team with Trey's moving the ball well, but they didn't score that many points. That's been an issue. Kyle and them figuring out how to put the ball in the end zone. Also, will Kittle play? Mitchell won't play. Uh, so. Kyle, it, it takes Kyle a couple of months to figure out how he's going to use those players this year the best way. I, don't give Kyle the benefit. I think the defense and D'Amico have it figured out by week two. Kyle and the offense may have it figured out by week nine. So I, this could be another one of these, like, they're letting them hang around. They're letting them hang around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you're saying the Niners will win, but don't go to the homicide level yet. I wouldn't give that kind of credit. Look, you say I like I, I, I like Trey more than you. I'm not giving him in the offense that kind of credit. They're just going to blow away any team. I'm not saying that. They got to figure it out, and they don't even seem to have that kind of confidence. They don't have belief in themselves yet. They have belief in Jimmy for whatever reason, and they believe in themselves when Jimmy's on the field, and it's it's romantic. It's amazing, but ultimately it doesn't get him a Super Bowl. They have to develop some belief in themselves with Trey, and they haven't gotten that yet. I love it. I love it. Um, do you feel that the Niners defense will be able to stifle the Seattle offense. And I mean, stifle, they'll score some points, but, but they'll have their way with them. I do. I think the Niners pass rush is going to show up. I think they're going to make Geno Smith look like Geno Smith. I don't know who that was last night. I never saw him play like that. That must've been his brother or something. I've never seen that. That was amazing, but that's not going to happen against the Niners. I'd be shocked. Um, And then the one question I do have though, is the run game. So, the Bears had this David Montgomery, who I think is terrible. But then the backup, Khalil Herbert, played really well. Averaged five yards a carry. So what is the Niners' run defense? They lost DJ Jones. They brought in Javon Kinlaw. And they have Armstead. And I thought they did well in the first half. But then remember, Trey Lance throws that pick, okay? The Niners were down three. That's a great opportunity for an elite defense to make a stand, force a field goal, be down six, and give the offense one more chance. But... Khalil Herbert just ran through the defense and in a few plays scored a touchdown. Boom. Uh, up nine game over. See you later. Like what's up with that? Because Rashad Penny, you saw he's a good running back. So what's up with the Niners run defense? I, I'm not impressed that they shut down David Montgomery. They didn't shut down Herbert. Will they shut down Penny? I want to see that. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that in the second half, the defense got tired? Yes. Yes. If you don't play at all in the preseason, how are you really prepared to play 60 minutes? Well, that's what I thought. I mean, it yeah. all comes back from me to Shanahan. Yeah. I, I don't think this team was ready. Yeah. And I, I mean, mentally, I don't think they were mentally ready. But just in terms of, I'm going to call it physically foot, football shape. Yes. I don't think they were in football shape. And that was congrats on the head coach. You know who was? The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. And they suck. I'm sorry. The Bears aren't good. But you don't have to be good to win the NFL. Because half the time, the other team will just beat itself. Yeah. And you and know who else won? Mike McDaniel in his first game ever against Bill freaking Belichick. His yeah. team was ready. And, hey, wait. I want to say something else. 
this other thought crept into my mind about McDan uh, uh, Mike. How much did Kyle lean on him? What what have the Niners lost? Because okay, the Niners had a great game plan on offense in this game. Mitchell gets hurt, the offense falls apart. Was McDaniel the guy who thought in his feet? Was McDaniel the guy that said, "Hey, Kyle, you know, you called four deep throws for uh, Trey Lance. He hit three of them. You might want to go back to that. Maybe not the the short stuff over the middle. Who who is the guy reminding him? Because he Kyle just lost it in this game. He had it, lost it. McDaniel had it, kept it against the Patriots. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So it makes you wonder what he lost, yeah. what Kyle lost with that guy. Because yeah. what a debut to beat Belichick. Okay, let's get to our last topic, and then we have like 30 comments or less to, okay. to get to. This so we'll get to all your comments, but we okay, have one more. We're going to get to it. This was my topic. Okay. Because, you know, I lie in bed at night, and I think I'm going to be going on with Iggy tomorrow. So I, I, I got this one. <laughs> in the first week, the NFC West, just the NFC West, only one team won. The I mean, and uh, the Cardinals got murdered, and the Rams didn't look very good, and the Niners were a flop. Yes. So, okay, let's, you and I, we have not gone over what we think. Let's do an order right now, starting bottom. Okay. Who do you think is the bottom team in the NFC West after one week? Okay, let me just say, I don't want to overreact too much to one game. It's week one. That being said, the worst of the four losses by far was the 49ers loss. The worst of the losses. They lost to the Bears. Yeah. The Bears. Like the, the Rams lost to the Bills. They could win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Chiefs, excuse me, the um, Cardinals lost to the Chiefs. They could win the Super Bowl. And the Seahawks won. The Niners lost to the Bears? Yeah. 19 unanswered points? But Are you kidding? Not, that's not the question I'm asking. Okay. So the worst team, the worst team is the Cardinals. The worst team is the Cardinals. I thought it was Seattle heading into it, but you got to give Seattle credit. They won. The Pete Carroll's a good coach. Cliff Kingsbury is a is a he's a terrible coach, Dad. He's okay. a terrible well, coach. Here's, here's uh, I wish I could show you my piece of paper. I originally had Arizona as the worst. Okay, but okay. Then I, but then I punked out and I changed okay. it to Seattle. Okay. So, but you stick with it. Stick me. with it. Go go with your original gut gut instinct here. Arizona. My dad would have said, "Go with your gut instinct." So yeah. I'm saying Seattle is the worst, despite the fact they're the only winning team. I and those uniforms, Iggy, didn't they look like pajamas or spacesuits or what, what were those uniforms? With the the green ones, terrible. Yeah, really and they were glowing. I mean, what, what yeah. the hell was that? Anyway, I don't know. So you have Arizona, the worst. I have Se uh I have no. We both. I had Seattle the worst. You had Arizona. Who's Let me just make the case for Arizona real quick. They have the worst coach by far in the division. Maybe the worst coach in the league. The guys are for stunking a coach. For stunking a. And listen, a. I think that quarterback is overrated. Yeah, well, he he's very talented, but he's been in the league three, four years. He never gets better because allegedly he doesn't do his homework. So that's a problem. The, the, the coach is terrible. The, the quarterback doesn't do his homework and doesn't get better. They lost Chandler Jones. Their defense is terrible. They DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first. No, they're terrible. They're freaking awful. Also, the, the quarterback can't see over the line. Does well. that's problem? Does that's problem? Okay. Anyway, so I had Seattle worst. You had Arizona. Who's the third worst? I have Seattle three, even though they won. I'm gonna yeah. need to see a little bit more than that. Although they played nice defense, they ran the ball well, and give Geno Smith credit. But I'm thinking Geno's not gonna do that very many more times. I have Arizona third because even though I'm criticizing the Arizona quarterback. I don't believe in Geno Smith at all. Uh, I mean, he's had enough chances, and I and 
I don't know what happened in the first half last night, but I think he's going to return to the mean. Yep. So we got we got that out of the way. Yep. Who, who is the second best team in the NFC West? I'm going with the Rams. Whoa. I'm going with the Rams. Let me let me make my case real quick. They still have a good defense, although they didn't show it in this game. But I'm saying they still probably have a good defense. They can't run the ball. That was the case last year. And now they can't protect Stafford either. They lost their left tackle. He retired. And Stafford just got murdered. He didn't get murdered. But he got harassed. He didn't. So if, if, I don't know. I'm, I'm not liking that team. And he has an elbow issue too. I think. No, I don't like that team as much as last year. Okay. I they got had, rid of Odell Beckham Jr. Replace him with a guy who had one catch in the game. I don't like him. Okay. Uh, I have the Niners number two, and I, I have to say a couple of reasons. Um, <laughs> they have the young quarterback, yeah. and I don't know how he's going to do. Yeah. Plus, they fell apart and beat themselves, yep. and they lost to the Bears, who are at best a four or five win team. Four or five wins. Yeah. So I have to say... It wasn't impressive. There is nothing impressive about what they did. No. So I'd have to say I'm putting them number two, but number two is pretty good. It it, it puts him in the in the upper of seventy five percent percent. True. Just I, 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 that's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I picked the Niners to win the Super Bowl this year, and I'm trying not to like back off of that prediction after one game because remember they're two and four week one under Kyle. It's his thing. He can't get his team ready for week one, but he's four okay. and one on week two. So I'm thinking they're going to beat the Seahawks, and a lot of this will quiet down. Um, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Um, tell me why you think they're a better team than the Rams. I think their defense is better than the Rams, and I think their run game is better than the Rams. And I, I think that that's going to take the Niners really far. And okay. Trey Lance is going to improve along the way. He's, a work, he's inconsistent now. What's he going to be in December if he's still a quarterback? Okay. Oh, yeah. I think he'll still be the quarterback. Yeah. L last question. Do you think he'll still be the quarterback in December? I do. I do. I, I, I think he will. Yeah. Okay. Despite what Chris Sims thinks. <laughs> Let's so go to the questions. Okay. True Boxing King says, why can't Trevor Lawrence have a terrible rookie year in 2021, come back 2022, and his first game is just as bad as Trey's, yet no one says anything about him? You talked it, it because the Jaguars are terrible and the Niners have high expectations. And it's the very, it's just the situation with the Niners is unprecedented. Have you ever heard of a quarterback being on a team that went to a Super Bowl and then all of a sudden, sudden being replaced and staying and being the backup? I've never heard of it. It's, it's unique. And so people are obsessed with it. Plus, this is a Bay Area and it, it's, it's, it and no one cares about Jacksonville. Yeah. Raja says, let's go sign AP and Mason can learn from him. No, but the Niners should go trade for Kareem Hunt. Do you know who Kareem Hunt is, Dad? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's a good player, though. What do yeah. you think? I mean, he's great. He's great. I would get him. Maybe they I know he has a pass. Jimmy. Jimmy for him. Yeah, I'd say so. Gabe Rocha says, I saw Colin Coward call Kyle Shanahan a Hall of Fame coach this morning. I threw the remote through my TV. Wait, can you read that again? Gabe Rocha says, I saw Colin Cowherd call Kyle Shanahan a Hall of Fame coach this morning. I threw the remote through my TV. I hope you it's a metaphor. You didn't throw the remote. I don't think now, you this Colin Cowherd, uh, what's his name? Cowherd? Colin Cowherd. Yeah, he talks a lot about the Niners. Have you ever met him? No. He's never no. there, right? Never. So he, he has an expertise. Colin, 
I think Kyle Shanahan is a very good coach. I used to call him a promising coach, but he's too old to be promising. Now he needs to deliver. Um, I don't think you can be a Hall of Fame coach with a losing record and never having won a Super Bowl. Let's move on. You know what Colin is? He's a grapevine journalist. I don't know what that means. A grapevine oh, journalist? I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, so is Chris Sims. All these guys heard some. Oh, you're a grapevine journalist. Oh, that's good. You know what um, Brian Sabian used to call journalists like that? The whisper guys. The whisper guys. The whisper yeah. guys. I like that. They're whisper guys. William Bonnet says Trey's not a finished product. Shocker. The team let him down on Sunday, not the other way around. Super Bowl team didn't look that way to me. 12-99. Yeah, how are you going to call yourself a football team when you give up 99 yards of penalty yardage? You can't talk about Super Bowl? Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> We just got to beat the Bears. Yeah, it's true, man. That's a good point. That's a good point. Ethan says, do you think Kyle is underestimating Lance? No. No. I don't think he's – no. I think he's trying to coax him along the way a, a parent coaxes along a child or a good educator coaxes along a student. You know what? I, this, is, this is Kyle. So he had a, he has a perfect game plan. He probably worked on it with, with his dad and all of his connections. Something breaks down. In this case, the running back gets hurt. So it's like a car, right? One thing breaks down. Can Kyle fix it mid-game? No. 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 So he, what does he do? He just like throws the car away. He, he, everything falls apart. And then he'll fix it this week with his dad. And I'm telling you, his game plan this week against Seahawks will be great. But if uh, something breaks down mid-game, no. Walsh always used to – Walsh would never praise any other coaches, ever. And he was talking about one coach one time, and he said, he can drive the car, but can he build it? So yes. that's the question with Kyle. He can drive yeah. the car. Can he build it? He can build it midweek. But when one thing breaks down during the race, can you fix it? You yeah. couldn't this week. Your pit crew has to be able to put on new tires. Nine carries for Jeff Wilson Jr. Come on, man. What do you need to see? Let Larry, Larry, I don't know if you watched the show with me and Larry yesterday, but he had a great line. He's a good scout. And he said, Jeff Wilson Jr. used to be a one-cut runner. Right now he's a no-cut runner. Hmm. He's a no-cut runner. He just runs really hard into a pile and tries to push it forward. Come on, Kyle. Give someone else a chance. Someone. I love it. I love that. Uh, All Niners says, I'm worried for Trey Lance, not because of his play, but because he is being set up for failure from his team to his coaches to the media. I'm hope he can prove all, all the above wrong, but still worried. One thing that's tough is like, how how is the locker room supposed to be 100% behind Trey when it doesn't seem like the organization is 100% behind Trey because Jimmy's still here? It's always mixed messages. I agree. It, you know? it's, it, Iggy, I've never seen anything like this. It's very strange. Yeah. J-Rod5 says, I don't get the idea of supporting a guy who consistently has underperformed and losing the big games with a top-notch roster all around him playing their hearts out. I, I think it's complicated. As I said earlier, like George loves Jimmy. They grew up together. They made money together. I, I, there's probably a bit of a brotherhood, and I don't know what you would call it. Like Jimmy made me a millionaire. What would I be right now without Jimmy? Hard to say. How do I turn my back on that? I think there's a lot of players that feel that way with Jimmy. I agree with you. You know? They, a lot of these guys were in the Super Bowl with Jimmy. Would they have been the Super Bowl without Jimmy? What would they be if they hadn't been that Super Bowl? What would Fred Warner be? You know, I think a lot of people feel they came up to, together, they got paid together, and now we're all just supposed to turn our back on this guy. It's tough. I want to say something. Yeah. I think um, it'll never happen, but I think it would be appropriate for Jimmy to call a team meeting mm -hmm. oh. this, this week. Yeah. And to say, look, we're all disappointed that we lost. and some of you may really want me to be the quarterback. 
I want to say this is Trey Lance's team. Yep. Uh, I'm never going to badmouth him. Yep. I'll give him all the help I can in meetings and during games. And I want you to do that too. That would be the most enlivening uh, thing that, that Jimmy could do for the team. I know why you're saying that. I know. I know. Kurt you Warner. Know Kurt Warner. Uh, by the way, I didn't get it from Kurt Warner. But he he did something similar to that, right? He didn't did, he say he did? Eli Manning. With Eli Manning, he was in the same situation, but Kurt actually won the Super Bowl when he was there. I think he might have lost one, but he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And then he got moved aside for rookie Eli Manning, and a lot of the players wanted Kurt on the on the team to start. And he had to was I don't know if he said it himself, but he went to Tom Coughlin and said, You need to say that this is Eli's team. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think again, if Jimmy doesn't do it, it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. But it, it would be the thing to do. It would. Lorenzo Pinto says, Debo needs to be great like last year to make Trey look good, just like he's made Jimmy look decent. We need our playmakers to step it up, Debo. I agree. And speaking of that, Iggy, at the, at the end of the game, did Debo, Debo get the ball a lot? No, he didn't get the ball a lot. He didn't play well in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, but you would think that at the end, if you wanted to run the ball, you, you'd have more plays for him. True. That's a good point. Okay. I also want to say, I was talking about Kyle like embracing the current team and not being stuck on the, on the previous team. Debo was great last year. Great last year. This year, he wasn't there for most of the offseason. He's not the same guy. The guy that Trey Lance has a connection with right now is Ayuk. Throw to Ayuk. Come on. Ayuk is open down the field and outside the numbers. Ayuk's been in every freaking practice. He, he was there in, in, in February outside the facility with Trey. Throw to Ayuk. This is 2022. It's a different cast. Love it. Love it. Yep. A uh, couple more. Gunner says, why does Kyle treat a 10-point lead like a 40-point lead? I feel like he and Trey had it going with those crossing routes and moving the pocket. Got to keep it. That's a great point. A 10-point lead is not a, a lead. How many 10-point leads has Kyle messed up in his life? <laughs> It's not a real lead in the NFL until it's two scores. That means 17 points. Until it's a 17-point lead, it's anyone's game. Yep, I agree. Um, and I, I, again, I feel like no blitzing from the defense, no deep shots in the second half, just way too conservative. Like, oh, we got this. It's the Bears. They suck. Like, no, it's raining. Funny things happen. Oh, wait, Dante Pettis just scored a 51-yard touchdown. You didn't see that one coming, did you? Hey, Iggy, can you imagine how Pettis felt when he He must have been so happy. I'm happy for him. I mean, imagine a guy who they really must have his self-esteem must have been so much worse after he came out of this organization and he got one day. Nice. Good for him. Salah says, I don't know why Trey hasn't been moved outside of the pocket rollouts and cut the field in half. Why do you guys think that is happening? It's another thing. Do it. <laughs> do it. I thought there was one time in the second half where there was when it was raining when they tried and he had to throw the ball away. Maybe the other team was doing a good job of keeping him in the pocket. But yeah, you want to get him out of there. I, I understand what you mean. Move the pocket. Left, right. Get him out of there because Move pass protection isn't what they do. All Niners says, side note, Grant, you should do a video of you game planning the first two drives and then compare to Kyle's game plan on Sunday. That would be fun. I like his game plans. His game plans are really creative and cool. It's just his adjustments that I critique. Yeah. But that's a good idea. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> I couldn't do it. MM Forever says, even if Lance goes zero for 17, you have to follow through with him as the starter. The kid's upside is worth the lost season. Going to Jimmy stunts his growth. I agree. Yep. Craig Rose says, loss at Chicago, maybe the gut check this team needs. Bad play calling late, loss of Mitchell, and some crappy conditions all contributed to one loss. Yeah, didn't you say a lot of times, like, 
what coaches like about a loss is it gets the players' attention. It's easier to coach them after a loss. Yes, if you're anyone except Jim Tom Sula. <laughs> or Chip Kelly. Um, hold on. Matthew Sanders says, is there any player willing to criticize Trey who did their job impeccably in the loss? Is there any individual blameless in this loss? Ooh, the Christian. He who has not sinned cast the first stone. I like that. I like, I like that. It's a good point. Thank you, Matthew. Um, DJ Mark Keith says, Kyle won't win Super Bowl unless he owns his mistakes. Play calling penalties, lack of grit. I'd rather become a Texas fan than see Jimmy Garoppolo play for the Niners again. Oof. Well, we'll see how this season plays out. The Goose says week one felt more of a preseason game. Niners better show this week against the Seahawks that week one was a fluke. Blow out 30 points minimum. Yeah, I, don't, I imagine. Well, it's not going to happen. 30 points. It was a preseason game. They totally weren't prepared. Yeah. They were still in spring training. That's right. And I think maybe the whole league was. Yeah. Well, now you got um, not a must win game, but season opener against the Seahawks and you're 0-1. It's not preseason anymore, baby. Go win this game. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're cool losing your home opener to Geno Smith. That Niner guy says, hi, sweetie, and lol. Trey made four <laughs> mistakes in the game but went right to place on each throw. What's the right place on each throw? He needs to be more consistent and much more fluid in the pocket, but good things I can hope he can correct. Yes. Yeah. Pocket yeah. passing is all about experience. Yes. Can't get better without doing it. I agree. Good point, sweetie. <laughs> It's all your fault. George says, ask dad if Bill had Jimmy two NFC championships and one Super Bowl appearance. Would Bill given up on Jimmy and give up three first round picks for an unproven kid who only played one season in college? Okay. Um, I believe I can answer that question. In the first place, Bill never would have wanted Jimmy. He never would have had him as his quarterback because he's too slow and his throwing range is too limited. So he never would have taken him. Bill, um, Bill wanted quick, nimble feet, right? That's not Jimmy. He, absolutely. And he wanted perfect footwork. And that's yes. not to me. Right. Having said that, would Bill have mortgaged the future of his team for an unproven college player? Not in a million years. Yeah. Um, Kyle and John Lynch have put themselves in a pickle between these two quarterbacks because of choices they made that Bill never would have made. Yes. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, Salasafati says, why can't the Niners stop mobile quarterbacks? I have a theory. Um, a lot of defenses are kind of a read and react. They want you to not just pin your ears back and go get the quarterback. You're supposed to actually look around and see things. The Niners just tell their defensive linemen, get the quarterback. So if the quarterback can move like Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson or Justin Fields, there's openings, there's scramble lanes, and they're not thinking contain the quarterback, contain the quarterback. They're thinking, you know, destroy the quarterback. I think that's why. Yeah. So that's why they're going to do a lot better against Geno because Geno's not going anywhere. No, they're going to – I was going to say – Yeah, They're going to have their way with Gino. Yes, they will. Jeff yes. Bernardo says, get the feeling these vets still don't respect Trey. These O-linemen not picking them up after getting hit is ridiculous. Kyle's NFC's Mike Tomlin. Ooh, the the, the thing with Mike – that's a good point. So Mike, the the um, the um uh, reputation for Mike Tomlin is that he's too soft to his players. Players coach, but he – and they like him, but he, you know, never – I don't know. I guess is a soft touch. I don't know. I, I don't have an opinion on that. I don't really cover that team, but that's, I know what you mean. I don't know if that's Kyle. John Evander Balin says that TD to Catman wasn't T's fault. It looked like man, cover one spy. There was another receiver open in the back and terrible play call. No, it was cover three. It was cover three. It was zone. Justin Fields scrambled to the left. It became 
plaster once it's his own and, and the quarterback scrambling. Everyone has to grab a man, man to man. And Talanoa Funga just ran to the quarterback. Can't happen. Uh, I'll show you it. I can give a little uh, all 22. You and your bag today, no lies detected. Thank you, Swan Song. Kyle was not in his bag the other day. Hold on, we're almost done. We're up to 11.37. 20 minutes. Doom, 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 doom. Okay, here's one. Caesar says Seattle's uniform looked like Sharpie highlighter. I agree. Dustin says, Gino or Jimmy, who do you think is better right now? Well, G- Gino has been playing all offseason. Jimmy hasn't done anything in a year. I don't know. Okay, Gino looked good. But, but if you could say um, at their best, who's better, Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy. You know? Jimmy. Jimmy. Does Gino have a best? I'm not sure. That, that was his best last night. Camelot's Red and Gold says, if Trey doesn't improve a lot this year with Aaron Rodgers frustrated with Green Bay and lack of weapons, can he leave next year? Would Kyle go after him? If Trey doesn't improve a lot this year, if the Niners uh, bench Trey this year, do you think he requested Trey? I, I don't know. I don't know. Is he in a position? I is he? I don't he think he's really in a position to do that. But, no. but the more important question is, boil down, if the Niners had a chance to get Aaron Rodgers, should they do it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, even though he's a sourpuss yeah. and blames everybody and no one likes him, yeah. He's still the best quarterback. Yeah. Or he's one of the best. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Michael Hamilton says vets need to step their games up, look shabby. Yeah. Shabby is a very kind word. Agree. Jack says the media is tough on Trey. Mostly bad highlights are shown. He made a lot of good throws. I noticed that. They're really like really showing a lot of his lowlights. Like I was coming back on the plane and on ESPN, they, they show that for free. They're like, Trey had a terrible game and showed all of his misses. And like, Meanwhile, Justin Fields looked great. And they showed all of his good throws. Like, what? Really? I don't know. They both look like second year quarterbacks to me. And, and you know, a, a take like that is actually stupid. It's stupid. Thank you. It's stupid. Would you agree? It's like this guy won, this guy didn't. Okay, let's find his good plays, his bad plays, yeah, and, exactly. and call it analysis. It's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Gizmo Maltese says our offense is anemic. We can't start zero and three. Can Lance survive zero and three? That's the I thing. Know. I mean, we'll even if it's... It when we come to it, we'll deal yeah. with it when we come to it. Good point. Gun down says uh, Grant. Can we get a what about you, Kyle? What about you, Kyle? <laughs> that's from uh, that's from uh, Breakfast Club. No good, good for nothing. What about you, Dad? What about you? Uh, we got that one. Hold on. Demonic says, "Keep trying." What are we gonna? What are we going back to with Jimmy? It's true. It's not Joe. It's not Kurt Warner. Jeff mm-hmm. says, "Grant asked Dad if Steve was treated the same way Trey has been treated by the vets." P.S. Why was Sweetie in the NFL commercial and not E40? Because he's like 55 at this point. Let's Sweetie do her thing. Okay, Dad, was Steve? Did Steve have this kind of skepticism from the from his team? Okay, uh, I want to be careful. I have told the story before. Someone told me that Joe had to go out during a game, and Steve came in as a replacement, and he, you know, got into the huddle and started giving orders, and people in the huddle thought, "Who the hell are you?" And I told one of the coaches about it, and he said he could understand the player's point of view because you have to earn that authority. Mm -hmm. And so at least in the huddle that one time, the players did not like to hear that from Steve. Now, eventually, of course, they did. And I do know that uh, certain players would talk behind Steve's back. Mm -hmm. I know it. While uh, he and Joe were on the team, 
because Joe had won Super Bowls. And Steve, Joe was one of the guys, and I think Steve tried to be one of the guys. But, you know, Steve's an intellectual. He's a lefty. He's a Mormon. He's a little different. And I think they felt more comfortable with Joe. And also, Joe had won those Super Bowls. And that's very similar to the dynamic that's going on with the Niners right now. Uh, Jimmy's one of the guys. Jimmy went to a Super Bowl with this team. They didn't win it, but no one's a champion on this team. Like that's the closest any of any of them have been to being champions, and they did it with Jimmy. And so I can f- see them looking at Trey's being like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. Like you're not our quarterback. Like, what but have you proven?" Yeah. Here's the thing, Iggy. If we're talking about the earn it metaphor. It's positive because he can earn it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, what you said is that like they felt Steve sort of went too far too fast. Yes. Not sure that Trey's doing that. The right. question more is, are they not even accepting Trey in the huddle? We don't know about that. We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't we know. Um, oh, hold on. The last one. I'll get back to the last one in a second. Mike says all of Trey's passes to the flat slipped from his hand. Some of them were wild throws. With the amount of rain in the fourth quarter, how could Kyle call a pass outside? Take the lesser of two evils possible it seemed like he was throwing well i mean the throw to jennings was in the third quarter up the left sideline but in the fourth quarter kind of nothing was working i did notice though that justin fields was wearing gloves throwing oh i didn't notice that okay yeah why not trey yeah i would have i would have worn gloves seemed to work for the other kid damien says grant do you think we will we, we will re-sign jimmy ward jimmy's not taking any more bs deals from parag and the niners he's 31 he has a torn he's a, a messed up hamstring I, let's revisit that to be determined. Yeah, let's see how he is when he comes back. Let me say uh, quickly before we move on, I certainly hope he recovers 100% and mm-hmm. I hope they resign him. Me too. Absolutely. David says Trey underthrew Jennings a bit. Could have been a TD. Maybe. He hit him though. 44-yard gain. Jennings isn't running past many people. Keneal says Kittle plus Ward coming back will help O&D plenty. Everyone woosa. Relax. Agreed. Is that woosa means relax? Woosa. It's from Bad Boys 2. It's a... You know stuff I don't know. On the other hand, I know more about Middlemarch than you do. That's true. You reading right now? No, I'm not. I'm not reading it. I've read it about five or six times. Niner Nation says sub GCLC. LC, in your experience, why are Trey haters so adamant that Trey's a bust in only his third start? GC, well, you're 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 you first. Why why are Trey? It's we we said at the beginning. It's because he's the topic du jour. Okay, but um, it says. Why are Trey haters? Yeah. That's how fans are. Yeah. Fans are not looking for the middle ground. They're either black or white. They're not looking for the gray. Fans are all in like that. Iggy and I are not fans, so we don't get emotional about things like that. So a Trey hater, if he has a good game, becomes a a Trey lover. That's how it works. That's true. That's true. I agree. That's a good point. Uh, GC follow up to LC's question. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't win a Super Bowl, so why are the stands praying for more big time losses? I don't know. I don't know. I think again, like the, the people in the locker room, they feel like they didn't lose that Super Bowl. You know, they were this close. If there was one call or one play, or you know, they really are champions. Like, no, you're not. You lost. Sorry. Move on. Move the hell on. I think that's the end. We we made it. It's the show. Yeah. We had a long show today. We had a long show today. People are worked up. They don't know what to think. When you lose week one, that's what I love about football. When you lose week one, the week two is the most serious game. It's the most serious game. You better win. And if you lose, it's not the end of the world, but week three becomes like DEFCON 7. It's great. I love that. I love that. I got another topic. 
And yes. it's, it, it's a Dallas Cowboys topic. So we got to be very careful with this. Okay. Um, after, you know, Dak Prescott broke his thumb. Mm-hmm. So Stephen A. Smith went on ESPN and said, did you hear it, Iggy? No, I just, I love the, the, the middle initial as if like, oh, Stephen, not Stephen like, B. Smith, Stephen. Okay, okay, okay. That's By the way, my middle initial is A, Arthur, yeah. Lowell A. Cohn. So Lowell A. Cohn noticed that Stephen A. Smith, Lowell A. noticed Lowell that Stephen A. Yeah. said that the, nine, the Dallas should call Kaepernick. Kaepernick or Jimmy? Kaepernick. Oh, wow. No, not Jimmy. Kaepernick? Okay. I, I swear to God. Wow. But- on the show was Michael Irvin, who yeah. happened to be a fairly good player for Dallas. Fairly. Michael Irvin goes, r- puts his arms out like this, said, forget Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Just forget it. Let's not talk about this anymore. He said, how many years has the guy been out of the league? And the point is, we're not talking about his politics or anything. No. Kaepernick. Talent is perishable. Right. His sell-by date is long gone. And I think that announcers and writers should not talk about him anymore as a football player. He's, he's past his career. And so I thought it was kind of irresponsible for Smith to, to bring it up. And I, God love Michael Irvin. He's been on the couch, Colin. He's been on the couch, as they say, right? If you're not playing football, you're on the couch. He's been on the couch for five years or more. So look, maybe there's some world where he can make this storybook return to the field but it would it would involve like an entire offseason and incredible training and he didn't he's not just gonna just step off the couch after five and a half years and win next week for dallas like that's not gonna happen no that, i mean i don't even think that's another reason why jimmy probably won't go there either like you haven't done anything all offseason right you're pretty much on the couch too i don't think you're prepared to just hey i'm here let's go i'll win this week like no nah, i don't think so i don't think so yeah that's yeah that's a good point so Sorry. that was my bonus. That was my bonus topic. And what I don't understand about myself, was that topic about Kaepernick or was it about Smith? I'd have to think what the topic was about. I think that topic was, it was about both. Because it's worth it's worth pointing out that it's at this point with Kaepernick, it's not about politics. It's about he hasn't played in five years. I remember when the when the Raiders traded for Carson Palmer. I think he'd been on the on the couch for like two years, and everyone was like, "Well, how can you do this? He hasn't played in two whole years." And it took a while, so yeah, it's an issue. And now he's thirty five years old, so probably not. Colin is thirty five. No, no, he'll be thirty five in November. Sorry, he'll be thirty five in November. He's a little bit older than me. He, yeah, yeah he's too old. Yeah. Anyway, that was my bonus topic. Oh, you got another? We got bonus questions. Carmelo says, thank you for your level head on Lance and not like the rest of the reporters. Well, thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Carmelo. G-Code Travels Vlog POV says, Grant, you talked about the 72 Dolphins. Um, SLZ Rebels DT Manny Fernandez reminds me of Eric Armstead dominates Niners D-line. Well, hey, I I don't think the Niners are going to be going uh, undefeated this year, Dad. What do you think? (laughs) Well, you know, I think they're going to murder the Bears, so I think they're going to start 1-0. Me too. I'm feeling pretty good about that. They'll have a good start to the season. Yeah, I think they'll be undefeated. Glass Half Full Guy says, can you explain to me why I got so little reception this game? That offense, P.I., when him was BS. I don't understand, Dad. Yeah, well, I can I, explain it. Talk, talk, talk to me. Tell me. I can explain it. Yes. We have seen time and time again at what Iggy and I call the crisis moment, Kyle does not rise to the occasion. No. 
at the he again I covered Bill Walsh and he's the paradigm for how I judge football coaches. Yeah. It's obvious. And yeah. he was great. Yeah. Bill was a, in real life was a kind of a neurotic guy. Neurotic. I don't think Kyle is, but in a game he was so grounded and at the crisis moment he came through. This guy Kyle may be a grounded individual but not in a football game. Nah, and you know I asked Kyle I said, you know, Given the off season, the outstanding off season that Bobby, that uh, Brandon Ayuk had, it was kind of surprising that he only had two targets and three touches in the game. Uh, why didn't he get more touches? And he basically just said, "Well, that's the, the game just played out that way." I heard that. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, that's how it worked. That's not um, an answer. Okay, so you're not in control. You're 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 you're, you're an observer. Okay, got it. Right. Got it. A better answer uh-huh. would have been, "I chose not to give him the ball for these reasons." That's a better answer. The best answer is uh, that was my fault. I got to do a better job getting Brandon Ayuk the ball. That's the answer. Oh, that's on me. That's on me. Oh yeah, I, I did not do a good enough job week one. I, I, I'm gonna do, end a story. Yeah, I end love it. Yep. Uh, last one. Rod Simmons says, "At Lowell, your son is the Don. His football IQ isn't even isn't what I'm prone to seeing from a journalist. He even gave us a breakdown in slow motion on Trey's throwing mechanics. Who does that? QC is the source. Thank you, Rod. Okay." Uh, I, I thank you for that comment. I want to tell you, and I've said it before, on that beat, the Niners beat, I respect all, all the people who cover it. Matty Mayoko, as some of you know, is a dear friend of mine. We've been yep, friends mine with too. a dear friend. Um, and Matty is better connected, I believe, than anyone on the beat. Is that fair? Yeah, I would agree. Okay. But if you want a breakdown of what's happening, on the offensive line or with the quarterback or with the cornerbacks, Iggy has made a study of football, of the game. And I think he's at a different level from most journalists. Would that be, am I overstating it, Iggy? I'll let you say it. Thanks. So. I appreciate okay. it. That was nice. And yeah. Iggy has also has guidance from people uh, who have been coaches. I, yeah, and I, I guess I felt that to make a name for myself on such a good beat with so many um, established beat writers, I had to go the extra mile, do different things. I think, you know, I needed to stand out in ways. So I tried to have a different level of depth in my analysis and then do film stuff and things like that. Is, that why, Kyle, wear, is that why you wear the conehead thing? That's why I wear the conehead thing. Yeah, just to be a little bit more serious in my analysis. <laughs> do you think Kyle was playing predictable? I think he was playing conservative. Yeah, conservative. HBO uh, says if we judge every quarterback after three games or even one year, then Montana Young and Manning aren't Hall of Famers. Shout out to both you legends. Iggy, you're now a legend. I'm a legend. Thank right. you. Thank you. Well, that's the show. That's the show. Dad, I thought it was one of our best. I had such a good time today. I, I love you, Grant. Uh, I'll call you in a few minutes. I love you too. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>